Welcome to 77 Minutes, a Dallas Mavericks podcast, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. The only Mavericks podcast that can relate to a seven foot sixth all time in scoring NBA player by also understanding those chairs down at the scorer's table in the American Ironland Center. Just too small. They really cram you in there. Dirk was complaining about that on the, the broadcast on Tuesday, and it's just like, Dirk, I, I, don't, I don't know how much I personally have in common with you. To be quite honest, I have that in common with you. Those seats are too damn small. Mike Pellucci and Dave Dufour is the cast of characters that we've got. Uh, it's two people. I mean, I guess I'm part of this. That's not a cast. It's an ensemble. It's a yeah, trio. It's the three of us. It's an ensemble. It's a trio, but it's not a cast. Well, I think it more cast. is... I think of it as like poker terms, right? When everybody yeah. in, in the game is playing a hand, it's a family pot. When all three of us are here, it is a family pot. That is how I view it when we're all in the building. Yeah, we've got Kent too. We've got Kent Garrison producing, the super producer Kent. Always appreciate him. Is every producer a super producer? Yes. That term just gets thrown around. We we bandy that term around a little. If if everyone's calling their producer a super producer, I'm sorry. Then there are no super producers except for Kent Garrison. That's their problem because Kent is a super producer. Except for Kent. He exactly. just, he just types into the chat he's yeah. average at best, which do not believe him. Wow. He is his again, own worst narrator. Again, only only a super producer would be yeah. so humble. Exactly. I mean, it only, it's, it, like, it, it's like Dirk. Dirk doesn't talk shit unless it's about Carl Towns' silly statement about being the greatest big man shooter ever. Otherwise, Dirk don't talk shit because he knows how good he is. That's Kent. He's not going to say how good he is. We got to do it for him. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, basketball is not like – podcasting because again i was never coached to do a single thing about this podcast i just <laughs> I, I just learned by osmosis <laughs> i just listen to a lot of podcasts and every one of them call calls their producers super producers and thus that's it i just kind of picked up that that's something i'm supposed to do so yeah. well, cast of characters that's Garrison, a podcast term who hey. has to be the best producer that produces this podcast I mean, that, that's the, for the, sure. the only the only producer <laughs> the only. that produces this podcast First, well, first, let's talk about Dirk and go read the story about that. Dirk. I mean, yes. you didn't even read it. You don't have anything to say. I have but, but honestly, it. no. It's pulled up. You got the page view. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's close enough. There, I mean, there's not really much to talk about. Uh, do go read the story. I enjoyed doing it. I talked to Mark Falwell and uh, Justin Wade. Now, don't just breeze over it. it. It's fun, man. Like that's a reason to talk about it. Is that it's fun? It's something fun. And you know I know what? that let's, it's let's do this. It's like let's things are crazy. Let's pull Dirk out. But hey, guess what? It's it's fun. Dirk is undefeated, man. He was great on the call. He sounded like he was having a good time. And and actually, the guys there calling the game with Dave, him were having a blast. It was fun. We're not going to talk about it better than just listening to Dirk. Oh let's just yeah, kick yeah, it. yeah. Let's I just agree. kick you some audio right, right. now. But uh, it is get back by Carl Anthony there's, Towns. There's okay. Oh, he's filling it early. He's <laughs> the best shooter, big man in the world. Okay, Dwight. Right back at him. That was always my uh, philosophy. If somebody uh, there was somebody I couldn't guard, which was every night, obviously, I try to go at him the other night, and then I go in the locker room after saying, "You see, I won my matchup. I, I, outs- I outscored my guy. If we would all done that, we would have won the game." So that was that was my leadership post These It's a tight over here. Man. Used to watching these games on my couch. I got all the room in the world, and here I'm like. Shot clock winding down at six seconds. It's Brunson driving on McDaniels yes, around and down. 
That's what you do. Oh, let the let the record show that now that you just listened to that audio, Dave just talked right through it. Just I did. Just, I was 100%. trying to set it up like behind the podcast magic that I never learned. I was like, I was going to kick it, and then you know we're not playing the audio on the recording. Dave just kept on going. Like I did. Do you know? Th- it's I, because I, I, I did totally something that looked like was I was like, actually I'll just coached. Drop the audio in. <laughs> That's my bad. That's my bad. Kent, uh, it is your bad. You, you can clean that up however you need yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. I just, I just don't want you to breeze. I don't want you to breeze through it because I know, like, we're all jaded every single time that the Mavs pull out Dirk. It's like a PR stunt. I mean, in Are some we all ways, jaded, though? I feel like everybody's oh. just universally happy still down here. That's like I Dirk's don't know, here. man. I, I, I feel like I saw at least five different versions of uh oh things are bad with the Mavs let's get Dirk dust off I mean Dirk. there was a good Roll meme there. Well, there was a good meme shared in my group chat I don't think it's mutually exclusive that people see that but that people are also like hell yeah I know what you're trying to do but it's Dirk I'll take it I think I saw some people tweeting something to the effect of I don't care if this is only because the team's been spiraling exactly uh Dirk's making me feel better and yes. Yes. I think, I think, I think that we is, can all appreciate that. Is the, that. Sy- the synapses here, man. These pods, these pods are just like documenting my our collective descent into insanity, aren't they? They're just get, getting more chaotic each week. All right. Well, <laughs> let's like, talk about at least there is a record about something out there. else that's fun. Let's talk about something else that's fun. How about Marquise Chris? Yeah, buddy. How many guys? How many guys are just sitting around? Just sitting around. That can sign and just play 16 minutes of winning basketball. I mean, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. Are you 6'10"? It I, is hard. I am, I am 5'11 and a half, and yes, I round up. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's fair if you've got the half. I, I could go drop 12. 12 points trying to make like a point, Sam. Nine shots. Now he's ruining my setup because I ruined his lead-in. <laughs> But also because you're not acknowledging that I could play 25 good minutes on the court tomorrow night. Yeah, there's no acknowledging that. Continue, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. no, it wasn't like I was ignoring you. I was hearing you fully. Just wasn't listening. Uh, yeah, Marquise Chris is a good player. And it's he, he's been – like he kind of got numbers crunched out of Golden State and, and getting an opportunity an there too. this year. And had he had an a injury. bad injury right. too. Yeah. Yep. Um, I thought he looked pretty spry. I, I think that what we're going to see, and, and this is something we're going to talk about on on Nerder She Wrote this week, that there is opportunity here, and, and we can all focus on the stars are out and the, everything sucks, just like it does for all of us in our regular lives. Or we can say, look, man, you know what? The league is actually surprisingly deep, especially – if you're a person that only watches a couple of teams and you really only pay attention to maybe the big storylines, you're about to find out just how deep the league is, just how good the guys in the G League are, and that there's a bunch of guys like Marquise Chris who should have jobs probably, but it's just the league is so competitive that it's hard to break in once you fall out. Uh, but but Marquise Chris, I thought, was fantastic in his minutes, and he's an example of a guy that the Mavs kind of need. He's an athletic big that actually can space and is a willing shooter from three. And Mike, this is, I mean, Marquise Chris is like a dream come true to you. I think 
you know, I tweeted this after the game last night, but it is both super encouraging that they sign him off the street and his first night he plays the way he did. And also a pretty damning indictment of the situation at hand when it took zero thought to throw him in and let him close that game over two guys who have been on this roster. One of whom, Boban, sure, situational, we all expect that. Dwight Powell is the longest tenured guy on this team making eight-figure money. And it wasn't even a hesitation to let Marquise Chris close that game. And Dwight Powell didn't have a bad game. It wasn't like Dwight was struggling and it was like, oh, well, Marquise has just been so much better. It was just that stuff was just working better when Marquise Chris was out there. That was it. It's a piece that they don't have. It is also – it is very much a they should – play him as often as possible in the next 10 days to make sure you have a good window to see if you want to give him another 10 day. But then it also sort of shines a light on just how unideal, uh, not ideal. I'm an editor. I write, I should know, (laughs) but how imperfect this roster is that you have so many big men. And yet one guy comes in off the street and you're like, Oh wow. These other four or five big men do not do anything like what he does. Uh, they, I, don't, I absolutely would like to see more Marquise Chris. If Marquise keep, Chris keeps playing like that. You better find a way to keep him around. But if you do, you also got to find a way to alleviate some of this roster crunch so he can actually play some minutes. Uh, or you could just, you know, we'll see if they have the courage to do what they, again, assuming Marquise Chris keeps doing this, which hardly a guarantee. But if we are sitting here 10 days from now, Marquise Chris looks like this, you give him another 10 day. And after 10 more days, you're like, hmm, may want to keep him on the roster as the way. If you get to that point with him, then you should also get to the point of don't play Willie Cauley-Stein anymore. Don't uh, use Bowman more than an in you know a specific matchup threat. Uh, you know I, I'm I'm excited about Moses Brown and Treek like everybody else is, but it's pretty clear there's only very small situations they trust him to play in. Like I don't know, it's it is such a I guess to take this full circle, it is very encouraging in the small picture, discouraging the big picture, which I think is kind of where this roster is right now. That the fact that one player can come in and present something so different, yay, that's good. But also, if you fancy yourself a real playoff team, you shouldn't have guys on 10-day contracts giving you such a different look. And now, to be fair, to be fair, though, it it was the Timberwolves, and they're down a little bit, right? Now, they they had Carl Anthony Towns, they had D'Angelo Russell. Sure, but... Bunch of their guys that were out are just getting back, and they've got some guys out. Um, but to your point, man, he just he just knows how to play basketball, and having those guys come off the bench, high energy guys that know how to move the ball and stuff like that. I mean, it's just what every basketball team needs. And you're right, if they don't make a decision on him after the second ten day, if they wind up keeping him around that long, it's funny to have this conversation about a guy after one game. Of course, but. If this is a guy that they're interested, I mean, he's going to have options. Yes. All of these 10-day guys out here are. I think there's there's two easy ways you could open up a roster spot and get a new player on. And I think there's a couple more tougher ones that you would have to make a call on. You could just wave Carly Stein. He's in the last year of his deal. He's making $4 million, But, I mean, at this point, you're paying him one way or the other. If you sure. – the, the, the biggest reason to keep him around is whether he would be useful in a trade at a later point because that $4 million uh-huh. does get you closer mm-hmm. to uh, $10 million or $15 million or $18 million if that became available. But you could just waive Colley Stein. That's, that's an easy way to get him on the actual roster. Another way they could do it is that Eugenia Mori appears to have undergone season-ending surgery. There's a good chance that he won't be filling their two-way spot 
if you have a player you like, you aren't positive that you want to keep him around. Um, I mean, you could even waive Moses Brown, who is not guaranteed money next year, sign him to the two-way if he clears it, and put uh, Marquise. And, and this is hypothetical. You know, maybe we're just having the same conversation about Theo Pinson because Theo Pinson has several good games, and Marquise doesn't quite look as promising. Right. In yeah. a few games, like I, I'm just, I'm yeah, like really, I'm just speculating roster move wise. You could also wave Frank Milikina. Honestly, um, I like what I've seen from him. His numbers are not good. I would keep him around. But if you had that really tough conversation where a Theo Pinson and a Marquise Chris are not waivable at the point that they have played them way themselves onto the roster, I think that's an option. Um, so th- th- there's a there's a few things they could do here. Uh, and yeah, like I said, Moses Brown is another one. Like I, I, I think that you know whether you're waving him to try to get him on that two way. Um, and again, if if one of them has been so, if one of these two players we're talking about, or somebody else they've signed, if uh, Charlie Brown just hey really embraces the Christmas spirit, I'm I'm so pumped. Charlie Brown's going to play on Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> this it's, is awesome. It's fitting. It's beautiful. But but hypothetically, if that happens. You've got that two-way that is probably, probably available with Eugene, where you can wave him, sign him to the Legends, help him rehab, keep him around the team, but you don't need him filling that spot. So they've got, they've got options. They've got decisions they can make, and there's ways to get players on the roster. And honestly, I expect they will. Because like, yeah, like, using these uh, hardship signings to like try guys out right. is, is going to be a, a really – I, I would say that would be a smart approach. I'm not sure what the rules are as far like what what they're figuring out as far as uh, you know how the hardship uh, the COVID hardship signings whether you can waive and resign. I don't know if there's going to be any limitations or anything. I, I don't see anything. Doesn't mean that it won't change. I mean, I think um, it, like it's still almost changing by the day. It almost feels I, like it really is. Probably, yeah. There probably like, there probably is a plan exactly, but like even even to they're gonna Mike's to point, I'm not sure if you can actually, just re up the ten day. I don't know if it's a ten day in that way. You're right. I, I don't know, but I do know that yeah. there are roster maneuvers they can make to get some of these players mm-hmm. on if if they deem fit. And, and I think to you guys' point, you know, it was it's probably needed. This team could use just some different players doing different things. Like you said, Dwight Powell wasn't bad by his own standards. He was yeah. all right. He had a pretty decent game, to, especially to start. But he shouldn't be closing NBA basketball games, and we know this. We know this. And so... We're trying to talk about new things on the spot. Let's get back to the the, the new players and the, and the fresh blood and the Charlie Browns and the and the peanuts. But <laughs> uh, Brandon Knight now on the squad. Yeah, how'd you feel about uh, Theo Penson? I thought he looked great. Honestly, I thought, juice, I thought he like man. eye test wise looked even better than you know. Yeah, like, he was like two or five. The two performance six, is like whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guy coming off the street. Look, man, I, I'm not going to tell you. Oh yeah, he had this great shooting game. He didn't. Theo Penson was like two of seven from the field, uh, but he had some juice, man. Yeah, I, I think that, that that little injection of energy was was big for them for, from the guys that that hadn't been there and the guys that frankly hadn't played a lot. You know, I, I just this again. The league is so deep. I, I think that you give these guys a chance, they might surprise us a little bit. This might be some really enjoyable basketball. It may yeah. not be the star game that that we've been sold for our entire lives. But the truth is, most basketball isn't, and this is this will be interesting. It'll be pretty fun. I think the best part of the last twenty four hours, like, can we all agree the last twenty four hours are really fun, right? Like, I, I don't know who would say otherwise. Not just the Dirk aspect, but the on floor aspect, because there were 
it, you know, it almost the fun part, the most fun part of this team's arc thus far was probably year two of Luca when nobody thought they'd be good that fast when nobody thought Luca would be good that fast. And so it's all just, well, this is great and enjoyable and you're on the ride up because the expectations aren't there. There were no expectations last night. I tweeted this, but like I was, I saw when I saw that starting lineup, I said, they're not paying Dirk enough money tonight because this is going to be a bloodbath. And lo and behold, they go out and win and they control that game the whole night. It was just fun because we were seeing different things and because there were no expectations and we could for 24 hours unchain ourselves from the from the cycle that is this team right now, which is we know what they are and they're kind of a max out roster and they're all this and they're all that. Last night, you just got to divorce yourself from that for a little bit. And it was a good time, man. You know, this is why Thunder fans have the, the best regular season experience of any fans. Uh-huh. Because they have no expectations. And so when their team – and they play hard every night. So when their team wins games, like it's just a happy experience. And when they lose, it's like, ah, well, you know. And I think that Mavs fans could learn a little bit from this because this team, even with Luka and KP, is not perfect. Well, I would submit the other addendum, and this is where – the Thunder fans will be very different from the Mavs normally, but where they overlap last night, the Thunder have so many unrealized pieces on this roster that you watch them and every night you can learn something. And over the course of a season, you're going to see a lot of unexpected outcomes. You'll see a lot of growth. It's going to be a lot of, well, where is this going? I'm excited. The problem with this Mavs team is that we know, we know what almost all these guys are, which is why last night was fun that we saw some names we hadn't seen and we're like, what's Theo Pinson going to do? What's Marquise Chris going to do? Whereas one through 12... Normally, we can tell you everything these guys are going to do. So that is where it differs a bit is because I think we're at the point where it's like, all right, we know what these guys are, give or take a Moses Brown here or a Josh Green there. That won't really impact things in the big picture. You just need to do something, and we're waiting for them to do something. But last night was, a, all right, maybe maybe we're going to get some new names. Maybe these guys could stick around. Because to your point, Dave, the bottom three guys in an NBA roster probably aren't that different from the top three guys in a G League roster right now. So – you know, we could sit here and Tim is throwing out names that, you know, like a Moses Brown. And while I don't think they'd give him a Moses just yet, there are probably people listening to this podcast going, no, you can't release Moses Brown. Moses Brown looks pretty interesting. Well, you know what? You probably can. That's the right. truth. You probably can. <laughs> well, it's my Shaq Harrison line. You What's know? a Shaq Harrison line? Well, Shaq Harrison is a player that everybody who knows who Shaq Harrison is loves. Mm-hmm. And when he signs for a team or gets released by a team, we're, we all lament Wow, how do you let Shaq Harrison go? The truth is, in the NBA, they let Shaq Harrison go all the time. Moses Brown, uh, (laughs) yeah, Moses Brown is no Shaq Harrison. I don't know Shaq Shaq Harrison, Harrison, sir. You are no Shaq Harrison. (laughs) (laughs) But but I mean, that's kind of like my line of uh, it's like my Mendoza line for players. But I mean, you're right. But the the truth is, even Shaq Harrison has talent, and and like their guys. There's a lot of talent in the league. And I, I actually texted you guys. I was like, what if Jason Kidd is the perfect coach for this moment? Because it's so chaotic and he's such a chaotic entity as a coach. What if it's a perfect storm and the Mavs just go on a run? Are, are there really people I mean, out they're here? Playing, are there really like people out there who don't know Shaq Harrison? The scientific experiment um, that fused I mean, like Shaq and Harrison Barnes together? <laughs> you would think most people would know about that, and yet here we are. Once again, media um, literacy is a problem in this country. Indeed, so. I, I will say if there is one player who merits a bit of a mention, who we talk about all the time in this roster, but Jalen Brunson was great last night, and he was uh, awesome. 
And, you know, it reminds me when he went pro, Seth Davis does a fantastic thing after every NBA draft where he just gets scouts to talk about literally every single player who's drafted. It's such a nerdy goldmine, but it's great. And I will never forget the one about Jalen Brunson, which was to the effect of some guy being like, he is the guy on your team who on the second night of a back-to-back when nobody in February, when nobody gives a shit, will win you a game because he always gives a shit. And that was that game last night where they should have won that game, right? Like, I know Minnesota's a little banged up, but compared to what Dallas is dealing with, come on. They had they had Towns, they had Russell on the floor. You should have won easily. Uh, and Jalen just went out there was like, no, nah, we're going to win this game. And just went and absolutely did that. So that is that is the biggest and best thing that he does. For all the skill improvements in his game, culture-wise, that's a dude you want because Jalen just always cares and always throws himself into the fight. And he won them that game last night. As much as we sit here and we we froth over Marquise Chris and we enjoy Theo Pinson, Jalen looked like a dude last night, and that's why they won. Oh, he's a dude. That's yeah. the thing. Dude, that's been the best the best story that the Mavs have this season is that they have a dude, mm-hmm. another dude, right? Like it's just such a been such a weird year for their outcomes. And and obviously the the weird season Luca's having and and Porzingis now out again. But the Jalen Brunson thing for sure has been the best story so far, right? Yeah, he he was a little bit, you know, just had a down tick after that injury. I think he only missed a game or two because of it. But I remember him saying he thought it was more serious than that when it happened. And it just wasn't quite the player we saw to start the year for a few games after that, maybe a couple weeks after that even. But he's he's been back back to that back to that player we were talking about where he was kind of the you know, one month in the lone bright spark, uh, bright spot, bright spark. I don't know. Sure. There's a, both. Yeah, he be both. yeah. He's been that good. He earns both. Yeah. So good for him. <laughs> good for him. Do you, you guys see Joe Johnson's coming back? Yeah. I did. <laughs> to Lance Boston, where, it all, back. where it all began, man. I Where's mean, Johnny, blah, blah. The, yeah, oh. this is what I'm saying. So uh, let me ask you guys, uh, this is the last show before Christmas, before Christmas. Um, what would be the best, former Maverick that, that could realistically play for oh, this I team this that they could sign for Christmas for you guys. Now, I'm not going to answer because I don't really have an answer, but I assume that you guys will have one. So for Christmas, who would you want the Mavs to sign? Easy. Easy. Well, I just, Still I just said mine. I just said Boba. So I'll you, just say it, it again, and I'm going to think of another one. But let me let me say okay, Boba again. Okay. Boba was – Boba was playing for the Turkish champion, uh, like the team that won the Turkish championship like two years ago. Like he's yeah, still yeah. he's still I mean, in the he, gym. Anyway, I, so go ahead with Mike and I'll think of another one. Uh there is there's the answer that's close to my heart, and then there's the actual answer. The the answer close to my heart. Actually, I'll give you the real answer first. The real answer is Shane Larkin plays at a pretty high level in Europe. And he is the sort of water bug creator that they I mean he was Bobaw's backcourt mate. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, so they're on go. the same team. He's on the so, Turkish He's on the Turkish national team now too, right? Like he he has citizenship, and uh, oh, I don't know that he's a. I mean, he's one of the, been one of the best point guards in Europe. Yeah, yeah Fenerbahce, I think it might have. Yeah, it, it was a Galatasaray. Galatasaray. I didn't know they were, I didn't realize they were playing together. But I think yeah, it's Fenerbahce. I, would, I don't know if Galatasaray has a. I, I know they're both like those are the two soccer powerhouses, but I don't think. Yeah. I think Fenerbahce is the uh, basketball powerhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At any rate, uh, Shane Lark would be the answer because he does the stuff that we talk all the time about what they need. Uh, but the answer close to my heart, friends, who I believe is still active in Europe and probably a much worse league and is definitely much older. But uh, the man who I once prophesized would tear through the NBA, high school aged Mike Pellucci once prophesized would tear through the NBA uh, like a big Russian brute 
Pavel Podkolzin, baby. Get him back. Oh, my Bring him into town. We need some muscle in the paint. Let's throw Twin Towers, XXXL, Boban and Pavel <laughs> in the freaking paint. Let's go. Good luck driving on that NBA. So uh, he's, I, I think at this point he's Boban if Boban didn't eat lettuce wraps and did eat burgers. So Yeah, yeah, that's fine. There's, yeah. there's a difference Let's there. Go. I'm going to see. I don't know if he's playing anywhere. I'm going to see. I, I thought as of like a year or two ago he still was. But, I mean, at this point he's got to be in those late 30s. Yeah, I mean he's he's pretty old. He's uh he's thirty six. He's about to turn thirty seven coming up in January. Wow. So Spring I was trying to think of a name. Bring him down here. Let's go. Why don't why don't we just bring back uh Aaron Harrison who played forty eight minutes in the final tanking season that got oh. them Luka Doncic. That dude did not sub out of the final game of of, of that season. Forty eight minutes. The other starters were Tori and Finney Smith and Dwight Powell. And then um, Kyle Collinsworth and oh, I just tweeted out the starting five, and I'm blanking on the fifth guy. But well, college college teammate of Dallas's greatest export, Mr. Julius Randle. Would you look at that? What do you yeah. think, uh, Gal McCall is up to? Meckle? I for, I, it's been so long that I thought McCall? about him that I forgot how to. I think it's Meckle, but I forgot I mean, how to actually, say it. Actually, here, here's the funny part, guys. If you want a real answer, uh, not for anything you do on the court, but just because the locker room needs someone like him, JJ. Bring in JJ because Lord knows this locker room could use JJ right now. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, listen, <laughs> I, what about the? I mean, what about the most obvious answer, guys? What, Would he be willing to push his <laughs> Hall of Fame induction back <laughs> to come sign a ten day? Now that's fun. Wait, who is this? How about Dirk? Dirk? Nah. All we need is a fax to the to the. Desk of Tim Cato. He said. Saying, he said. He said on the broadcast, I'm like back. he's nah, <laughs> nah. He said on the broadcast, he's he's not making it up and down the court more than once. He's he's still got those ankle injuries. So I mean, if you want somebody of his ilk who uh, who absolutely probably believes he can still play, you can call Jet. I'm sure Jet would be like, hell yeah, I could go out. There. <laughs> <laughs> Jet, I mean, Jet might still be able to play. I mean, Jermall Crawford is is the guy who you know mm. is someone's got to be sign. right behind. Someone's going to sign Jamal yes. Crawford on, on the if Joe Johnson's Johnson list. On a team, yeah. Yeah, if Joe Johnson's on team, Jamal will get on it. Too. Anyway, this is this is not that interesting. Just to say names, like we're we're yeah, that tweet we're where it's like, what is, like dudes guys. literally just sit around and yeah. name names of old players, and it got like <laughs> like a hundred twenty thousand know, likes because it's true. But yes. anyway, it's not good podcast it really material. Is true. It's a it's a good hang, but yeah, it's be weird to listen to. Yeah, so, <laughs> Tim Tim did a couple of years ago did a piece on two twin brothers uh, who are two of my best friends. Uh, Mike Frayler and Jeff Frayler, who are forgotten Mavericks and forgotten Lakers. Uh, basically, their whole podcast shtick is they just interview random people uh, who played maybe as little as one game for each of these teams. There was a, a solid seven-year stretch. I'm not even kidding. Seven years where we would be on our group text, and one of us would just text random NBA player names to the others. There'd be nothing else on there. It would just be Benoit Benjamin, and someone would fire back with, uh, you know, I mean, pick your, pick your NBA Olden player. Olden Polonies. Oh, yeah, right. but, like, I think we all knew Olden, but, I mean, even, yeah, even more obscure if we could get it. So it's a real thing, all right? If you're, an, if you're enough of a degenerate the way that I and some of my friends are, and probably all three of us are, uh, you know. So my point is that there are some of you listening to this podcast, and as Tim's like, this isn't that interesting. You're like, no, Gonna no, no, absolutely text is. their buddies while they're listening to it. Yeah, yeah. How many of you texted Papa Pot Goals in right now? Add us. Add us on Twitter. I want to know. That's right. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, like, do you guys have any, have any excitement level for Christmas, for the Christmas Day game games? However many, like, at this point, probably less than five. If, if the Mavericks actually add a few more people to protocol, I am questioning whether they're going to have enough I, players signed and ready to go by okay. Saturday in Utah. But um, I'm hoping, I, you know, obviously I, I don't want anybody else in protocol. I don't want to talk about COVID except that it, it you know, fucking sucks right now. But they're probably going to get through this year in the span of like the entire league is probably going to get through this year in the span of three weeks. And uh, unfortunately, Christmas Day will be affected by it, but uh, the games will go on, according to Adam Silver, and he's probably right. So, yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't think that they're gonna postpone any of the Christmas games um, as of Wednesday night. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, but I don't know. I mean, crazier things have happened. I, I hope they don't have to. It would be nice. Um, and as far as looking forward to it. I mean, I like basketball, and I, I'll i be honest, this has some summer league vibes, and oh. I think that it's a good thing. Um, I think that the one of the things the NBA has been bad about is protecting the league as the product, and they allow, you know, shoe companies and sports drink companies to just do all their marketing for them, and it's something that the NFL – hasn't done the NFL, like they call it protecting the shield for a reason. You know, if uh, Tom Brady misses a, a season, the NFL doesn't lose a beat. Whereas, you know, if like LeBron was out for the year, people start saying, oh no, the ratings, you know what I mean? Right. And um, for me, I, the basketball is still going to be good. These guys can play. It's going to be a little weird because basketball is a chemistry sport, but it's going to be good. It's going to have its moments. And if you let it, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, I'm actually looking forward to that. It's a it's a bit of a who cares? Let's just watch it and have a good time approach. I don't need to know if, if you know, is is Giannis closing in on Wilt Chamberlain's record or or is Steph Curry gonna well, he might break another three point record on Christmas Day because I think he's gonna play, but I don't know. There's a little bit of no pressure and um live in the moment for Christmas Day. And I, I think that that's fun. It's awesome. That is a joyful answer. Yeah. That is in the holiday spirit. I like that, Dave. I expected you to be the Grinch of the podcast. And yet here we are. I'm not a Grinch. I'm not a Grinch. I'm just mean. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, not mean at all. Um, No, I mean, look, let's have fun, right? It's supposed to be a fun thing. And and you you can be crass and you can be cynical. Or you can just say, fuck it, let's have fun. You know, crack a beer open, make yourself a a bourbon and eggnog, whatever you want to do, and have a good time. Do you think, given the circumstances, they will let me do that in the arena in Salt Lake City? Because I will be there. Uh, They should. I don't know. They should. I don't see why not. I mean, I don't. Do they serve beer in the arena? (laughs) I I don't know. I don't (laughs) don't know. I had no part of this. I, unlike you, am great at podcasting. I went to school for it. That's true. I've got a PhD in podcasting. Podology, I think is what they call it. Anyway. Oh, God. We should go. (laughs) I don't know if we're uh, back next week. I think we're going to record a pod. I mean, I'll I'll probably come up with something. I mean, I I will be on the road working. A very white Christmas for me in many ways. So I will come with something. I I may give Dave and Mike a, a week off. But I'm sure I'll come up with something to record. 
for next week and happy holidays to all. Thanks for listening. See you next week. He plays Fortnite just like me. I am 34. Don't fight the future, honey. Don't fight the future. The future is Luke, a big dick donjic from the home of Melania Trump. How many kids you hit? Don't fight the future. It tears me apart. Don't fight the future. Please be nice to Luca. Future four-time MVP. Oh, my God. Oh! Shut it down. Oh Let's go home. <laughs> it's a wrap, Doug. Yeah, that is a wrap. Woo!